Hello and welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host Cody Mori, and today I want to talk about evolution again. And specifically, I want to talk about evolution and its archaeology versus creation and its archaeology. And some might be wondering why so much emphasis is, has been given to evolution and and the reason really starts with my first episode which was essentially about the decline of really of science of morality and of intelligence in the western world particularly in the united states due to um you know you can't blame it all on evolution but definitely playing a part in that is evolution so why the focus on it the focus on it is because look at the world we have today I don't think there's many people that would argue well perhaps nowadays there is but I don't think there's typically I don't think there's many people that would argue that the morality was better in the United States around the 1950s even than it is today and we got to ask the question when we, when you look back from then to now you have to ask the question how did we get here how did this happen how did people become so selfish and really inconsiderate of everybody else how did that just happen well it doesn't happen overnight I mean if you talk to people who are driving in the 1960s and 70s, the way people drive today is really one of many proof positives that the morality has been really eroded in the Western world and in the United States. Just the way people drive back in the 60s and 70s if somebody were to be driving and, and just simply just cut you off and then hit the brakes and turn and and make a turn in front of you they would be doing that really intentionally uh and and hostily today people people will do the same thing but if you look at them like like they did something wrong they'll look at you like what i was just trying to get where i was going and that's that's the type of carelessness inconsiderateness and what what's the overall message that that goes behind any act like that and there are others but any act like that it it really it means i don't care about you i don't care about your safety so that's why we're talking about evolution because evolution in my opinion this is my opinion now evolution has opened up the floodgates to all these other pagan religions occultism this fascination with which with with witchcraft and other things the decline of morality if there is no god then there is no no law of god and if there is no law of god then what is right and wrong i mean it, real quickly you can you can see how logically this could cause problems with the fundamental foundations of our society which was founded upon Christianity and we have to remember that the Bible says if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do well you think about it if if people are 
really bullied into not mentioning God in public and not being able to essentially, essentially having their whole faith being talked about as if it's a fairy tale, you know, and, and, and totally undermining that whole aspect. And again, these are the principles of the Declaration of Independence. These are the principles of the Constitution. Well, if those things go, then the, anything that was built upon that platform must logically go with it. And as I just said, that would be the Declaration of Independence. That would be the Constitution. So all those things get swept aside because of evolution. Because of evolution, Islam is making its inroads into the United States. Because of evolution, we have this more pantheistic sort of New Age belief system. We have watered-down messages in the churches. Most of these churches nowadays are horrific. They're being run basically like businesses. And it really, it's, it's, it's sickening. When you if if you go to a, a typical church, especially like a, a like a mega church or something, how many times they will they will either directly or indirectly ask you for money is just it, it's pathetic, and it, and it and it bolsters the argument of the unbeliever, and and that's what's so sad about that. So today I want to talk about evolution and archaeology, or really evolution versus archaeology. I want to start with a scripture quote from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Very, very uh, uh, famous quote, uh, very well known. It says this, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So according to the Bible, all the scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, if it's given by inspiration of God and we assume that God exists, God would be someone who would be free of making errors. So that would make the Bible inerrant right there, inspired by God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in what? Righteousness. So the erosion of morality we're talking about, the Bible would be the answer to that. The Bible specifically would be the answer to that. It's not about necessarily getting abortion removed from society or, or getting this done or that done. That's not the problem. The problem is that people want to get abortions. That's the problem. So the answer to that is instruction in righteousness, which is in the Bible. Notice this is a New Testament passage, but it talks about all scripture here. Now, especially in that time when that was made, that would include the Old and New Testament. So it's both. It's a composite of both. So for all those people that just want to throw out the Old Testament and just hang on to the New or vice versa or whatever whatever it, case it is, remember that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, according to the Bible. Um, speaking of Islam, which I mentioned a uh, little side note there in my introduction I have from an article here from Breitbart uh, entitled Richard Doc Richard Dawkins Islam is the most evil religion in the world uh, this was written by Thomas D Williams June 15th 2017 this is what the article states 
Speaking at the Cheltenham Science Festival Sunday, this is 2017, Dawkins said that while it's tempting to say that all religions are bad, quote, it's a worse temptation to say all religions are equally bad because they're not. If you look at the actual impact that different religions have on the world, it's quite apparent that at present the most evil religion in the world has to be Islam, he said. Um, he also said, there are no Christians, as far as I know, blowing up buildings. I am not aware of any Christian suicide bombers. I am not aware of any major Christian denomination that believes the penalty for apostasy is death. And the article goes on to say, faced with this realization, Dawkins has wondered aloud whether Christianity might indeed offer an antidote to protect Western civilization against jihad. He stated this. This is Richard Dawkins, the evolutionist, the, the, the anti-creationist, really. He said this, I have mixed feelings about the decline of Christianity. And so far as Christianity might be a bulwark against something worse. You hear that? Richard Dawkins himself, the, the loud and proud, high-handed, anti-Christian, anti-creation evolutionist, is saying that he has mixed feelings about the decline of Christianity in the United States because... As, as I was stating in the introduction, he believes that as the morality has gone, it has allowed an inroad for something else to come in. And particularly in this context, he's talking about Islam. So he's saying it was a bulwark against something worse. Interesting. Interesting thought. So... One of the issues that we have with archaeology and evolution is where are the links? Now you have the missing links, that is. You have gradualism, which is the belief system, essentially, that things evolve very slow. This is the original belief system of Charles Darwin in Origin of Species. That it takes millions and millions and millions of years. And in that book, he said that we would find many, many examples of this assuredly fossils would come to light and prove this to be true you also have spontaneous generation spontaneous generation came about when they did not find missing links spontaneous generation essentially insists that evolution happens very fast so that you wouldn't see anything in the fossil record okay uh, from the Encyclopedia Britannica on evolution, it says paleontologists have recovered and studied the fossil remains of many thousands of organisms that lived in the past. This fossil record shows that many kinds of extinct organism, organisms were very different in form from any now living. It also shows successions of org organisms through time, manifesting their transition from one form to another. Interesting. So, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica of March 6, 2020, that's the last time it was updated, and that's from the website there, they, they basically just essentially insist that the, that the fossil record shows successions of organisms through time, manifesting their transition from one form to another. So, it's, it's, 
it's basically saying that we have the fossils okay keep that in mind encyclopedia britannica is saying that we had the fossils now evolutionist stephen jay gould said this uh in his book the richness of life the essential stephen jay gould and this is on page 263 and 264. listen what he has to say in response to that we do not see slow evolutionary change in the fossil record change seems to be abrupt because the intermediate steps are missing the extreme rarity of transitional forms in the fossil record persists as the trade secret of paleontology the evolutionary trees that adorn our textbooks have data only in the tips and nodes of their branches the rest is inference however reasonable not the evidence of fossils most species exhibit no directional change during their tenure on earth they appear in the fossil record looking much the same as when they disappear morphological change is usually limit, limited and directionless in any local area the species does not arise gradually by the steady transformation of its ancestors it, it appears all at once and fully formed so and he's trying to make a case for spontaneous uh, generation there but keep in mind he's saying that the fossils indicate nothing they don't tell you anything they don't you have to infer that there was some change or some some missing link that was in between there whereas the encyclopedia britannica without giving any evidence whatsoever claims that oh yeah this is what we see in the fossil record this is the type of vague assertion that you're always going to get from anybody really anybody who's lying anybody who's lying is not really going to give you details because details usually come from those who are telling the truth okay i want to talk about next about carbon dating carbon dating is it reliable um and i looked up uh, a few different things doing some research on this and i found uh, from an article from angelfire.com the bible and radiometric dating and i chose this because it really just summarizes the whole issue and you can really look into this um a little further if you want there's a few things that are are credited here but that's that's the article and that's the website it states this what would happen if a dinosaur bone were carbon dated at oak ridge national laboratory scientists dated dinosaur and bones using the carbon dating method the age they came back with was only a few thousand years old that would be evidence for young earth wouldn't it interesting this date did not fit the preconceived notion that dinosaurs lived millions of years ago so what did they do they threw the results out and kept their theory that dinosaurs lived millions of years ago instead this is a common practice then they use potassium argon or other methods and date the fossils again they do this many times using different dating method each time the results can be as much as 150 million years different from each other how is how's that for an exact science they then pick the date they like best based upon their preconceived notion of how their theory says the fossil should be and essentially what we've talked about before is where they find it in the so-called geologic column that's essentially when they start dating these things with their different uh, they essentially what they're going to do is they're going to get a bunch of different numbers 
and they're going to choose the number that cl most closely corresponds to what they want that number to be. Okay, so whatever whatever numbers are sporadic. At, let's say let's say you do 100 tests and and 98 of those tests come back at 3000 years old for this dino particular dinosaur fossil. And then there's one way out on right field and it says 150 million years. Now the average scientific data would say well the most the likely most accurate one is the 3000 year old one because that's what most of the data is pointing towards. That's not the one that will be chosen. The one that will be chosen is the 150 million year old or or whatever. That will be the chosen one because that fits their so-called science that they have. Uh, in other words, their preconceived notion. Okay? So the article goes on, it says, so they start with the assumption that dinosaurs live millions of years, then manipulate the results until they agree with their conclusion. Their assumptions dictates their conclusions. Okay? And that's essentially that's essentially what happens as I as we just discussed. They will manipulate the data to fit evolution. Whether or not it fits young Earth or old Earth, they'll always manipulate it and pick the numbers that mo most closely uh, represent their worldview. Now, if those no none of those numbers exist, they'll throw out all the data completely and then say there must be some error we're missing here and they'll try again or not at all. Okay? But there are some issues with carbon dating. I have a couple examples here. Uh, bones of a saber-toothed tiger, theorized to be 100,000 and 1 million years old, gave a carbon date of 28,000 years. A freshly killed seal was dated using carbon-14, showed that it had died 1,300 years ago. A, a freshly killed seal. Living mollusks, living mollusk shells were dated at up to 2,300 years old. Some very interesting, unusual evidence uh, is that living snails' shells showed that they had died 27,000 years ago. And I'm quoting uh, basically paraphrased quotes from uh, the Answers book uh, written by Ken Ham, Andrew Snelling, and Carl Whelan, Master's Books of 1992. And these guys, uh, Ken Ham particularly, he's dedicated a, a great deal of time and expertise and really research to this particular topic. Uh, and quoting him from his book here, The Answers Book, it says, The troubles of the radiocarbon dating method are undeniably deep and serious. It should be no surprise then that fully half of the dates are rejected. The wonder is, surely, that the remaining half have come to be accepted. And you think about that. This is, this is supposed to be scientific, but half of the data is useless or worthless sometimes more is that is that wouldn't that sort of call into question the authoritative abilities of that particular science i mean 
wouldn't we want to reconsider maybe a, a more exact mathematical way of being able to calculate this stuff if it's really throwing out numbers where over half are, are just simply rejected because they don't fit the model would that be a reliable science even in just in general period not even not even considering whatever the science is saying just the fact that it's it half of the stuff that they take is rejected that that's sort of problematic isn't it isn't that i mean in a way that's not science to me science is stuff stuff that we can observe that we can test and retest and prove it's not science if you do a test and the test is going to be 50% of the time wrong guaranteed that's not science now last time on the episode we we uh, we talked about the hoaxes of evolution and how they've they've really built uh, a science of lies we had the the java man the piltdown man intentional fraud there the nebraska man archaeoraptor another intentional fraud and then the various stone age fossils that were found on the other hand we're going to take a moment here to talk about the proofs of bible archaeology up until 1993 that's how recent this was 1993 about 20 30 years ago king david was a source of criticism for the evolutionists because they said there's no there's no archaeological evidence uh, to prove that king david ever existed well in 1993 as i stated uh tell dan steely found what was called the victory stone on it 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 claimed it was talking about one of the kings of jerusalem there joram and it claimed that he was from quote the house of david since then the mesha steely stone has been found <clears throat> the egyptian negev stone inscription also talks about the house of david and there are many others in 1930 to 36 john garstang discovered the collapsed walls of jericho and take notice of this what they uncovered was that the walls had fallen outwardly now if you remember in the book of joshua where they they go around the city seven times and then they they do the shout and then the walls of jericho come down and then they were able to go up and to take the city they found those remains in 1930 to 1936 that's when that whole archaeological project was going on once again the bible was proven and that was another contention that was that was made and you can look up a lot of this stuff from um archaeologist dr bryant wood he has an entire he has a, a few different episodes and things that you could look up on youtube just type in dr bryant wood and jericho and there's uh, a lot of information that that he he gives on there because he's he's actually done a lot of digs at Jericho and other uh, Holy Land sites. Now, another point of contention was the existence of an, a kingdom called the Hittite Kingdom. Uh, the Bible in the Old Testament talks about the Hittite Kingdom. Well, in 1906, evidence of the Hittites was discovered. The Hittite capital, Hattusha, had a royal library of about 10,000 tablets which proved to archaeologists that the that these people indeed 
were from the land of Hittai, or the kingdom of Keta, as the uh, Egyptians call them, or the Hittites of the Bible. Lastly, I want to look at the worldwide flood real, real quickly. Genesis chapter 7, verses 19 through 20, it says, And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Fifteen cubits above the mountains, that's about 22 feet of water above the highest mountains at that time. At that time. Um, now, interestingly enough, if the mountains were covered, then if it would be plausible to find sea life fossils upon the mountaintops, right? On the other hand, evolution has a problem. If we find stuff like that, that would be a proof of a worldwide flood. And if there was a worldwide flood, then evolution, even if it existed, would have to start over from the, from the fish phase, right? And if there was proof of this, that this happened, that would be proof that the Bible is accurate and Noah and all the animals that he saved there, why would he do that? Why would humanity be saved? All those things come into question and then the whole account given in the Bible would really provide the answers to those questions. Well, they found Sir Edmund Hillary in 1953 climbed to the top of Mount Everest and recorded finding seashells and other sedimentary rock at the top. Also, there's pro, uh, polystrati trees that's in multiple layers of the stratus, uh, the rock strati. They're found in multiple layers of the geologic sediment. Now, there's also many graveyards and rapid burial. Quote, uh, this is from Scientific American, September 1988. It says, hundreds of thousands of marine creatures were buried with amphibians, spiders, scorpions, millipedes, insects, and reptiles in a fossil graveyard at Montsieu-les-Mines, France. There's others that have been found uh, throughout the world. We're sort of running out of time here, so can't go into all of them but even the oldest tree on earth is about 4,600 years old that would that would go with the um, contention that the creations creationists make that the earth is young so as we close out I want you to keep in mind brethren this scripture from second uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 21. It says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. This book, this very accurate, in fact, think about this. Up until this time, this book has not been proven false by anyone. There's only been assertions made, criticisms, supposed contradictions, but nothing that, that has hasn't been able to be argued or evidence found later on. Think about that for a second. This Bible, which talks about the patterns of the currents, the wind patterns, gravity, the orbital system, the stars, 
all these things that, that sometimes are, are just recent discoveries with us, the Bible has already predicted them. So keep that in mind, brethren. And we'll see you next time on Truth Triumphant Radio.